0: The suspensions are out for the Orlando Magic, in tonight against the Washington Wizards is going to be a little bit rough, to say the least. We're going to talk about lineups, we're going to talk about stability, we're going to talk about whatever we need to talk about. It's time for Locked On Magic.
1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And
0: you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 30th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert in site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic get their suspensions handed down. We're going to go over all of those and who exactly is going to be playing tonight against the Washington Wizards. We'll talk a little bit about how the suspension comes at the worst time for the Orlando Magic as part of a missed opportunity for this team. And we'll talk a little bit about lineup stability and why it is time to kind of reset the way the Magic do their lineups. Obviously not tonight and not Wednesday. Uh, but we'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Look, um, we knew this was coming I know a lot of Magic fans were upset, saying it's unfair, saying that it is that the the Pistons should have been penalized more. The key, the key players in the incident that happened Wednesday night got the punishment that I think we largely expected. Killian Hayes was suspended for three games for his role in the incident, Mo Wagner was suspended two games for his role in the incident, and Hamadou Diallo was suspended one game as well. As we all noted at the time that it happened, when all the Magic's players ran from their bench over to the Detroit's bench, even if they were peacemakers, that is an automatic one-game suspension. Uh, essentially, every player off the Magic's bench, except for Terrence Ross, the one veteran in the group, ran over to protect. Now, it ran over there to protect Mo Wagner and, and to try and separate the team. Uh, try and separate uh, separate their their player who. Frankly, you know, looking back at the tape, Mo Wagner did look kind of out on his feet after after the shove from Hamidou Diallo. Um, who knows how much of that's flopping, though. Um, but it, it 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 was a scary situation, and as Franz Wagner said after Wednesday's game, typically when that happens, it happens on the court, and everyone's able to kind of stay on uh, on their bench, but because it happened right next to the Pistons' bench, it, it felt like they needed to go protect their brother, and protect their teammate, and, and I do think that's admirable, but... This is the letter of the law. This is a rule that has been in place in the league for more than 20 years. Not, not more than 20. For almost 25 years at least. Um, this is something that is well known throughout the league. If there's an incident on the court, you do not leave, and you are not in the game already, you do not leave the bench area. And so the Magic will be extremely short-handed tonight against the Washington Wizards. They'll have eight available players. Uh, the way the league sets up these suspensions is that you're suspended one game, but if a team has, has so many players suspended as the Magic just did, you have to have eight players available to play a game. So the Magic split their suspensions between two games in alphabetical in alphabetical order. So tonight the Magic will be without Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter, Gary Harris, R.J. Hampton. They'll be without. Um, they will be without Franz Wagner, Kevon Harris, uh, and. Uh, Who's the second? Who's the last guy here? Let me make sure I have all my suspensions written down correctly because that's what day it is. Um and Admiral Schofield. See, I know I forgot one person. Admiral Schofield uh for Wednesday's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Again, I know a lot of Magic fans are frustrated because the Pistons did not seem to get the same penalty. Um I, I personally do think that the Pistons probably should have had a few guys that maybe came off their bench, but because the incident happened right in front of the Pistons bench, a the Pistons coaches were able to keep the players from getting involved in it. Um, the Magic's get back coach did not do a good job making sure that the Magic's players did not rush over there. Look, I again, I will applaud the Orlando Magic uh, for standing up for their teammate. Um, I don't think anyone went into that scrum with violent intent. Um, there, there was no no one there trying to escalate the situation. Again, the suspensions reflect that. Because, you know, Hamadou Diallo was a, was an escalator. Um, though no one there was trying to escalate the situation, they were all trying to protect their teammate and make sure he was okay. But this is the rule. This is a hard and fast rule. You can take one step on the court and you're done. Um. You know, I, I remember the 2001 playoff series between the Magic and the, and the Bucs. Uh, there's a little fight in Game 3... Underneath the basket, on the magic near the magic's bench, I think it was between Bo Outlaw and Ray Allen. D Brown was literally at the scorer's table waiting to check in. The fight happened at a dead ball. D Brown literally steps onto the court to check into the game, sees the fight, and steps back. They still suspended him for a game. That's that's how draconian the rule can be. Um, that one felt very, very, very unfair. And D Brown was a really important player to that magic team. Not that they would have won the series, but um, game four was definitely affected by that suspension. Um, but but this is a well-known rule throughout the league. And, and so the Magic just have to deal with it. And, and, and that's kind of what this is going to be about now. The, these next two games, certainly more so when Friday's game against this, the Wizards, is going to be about adaptability. It, it's just, it's just going to be about, okay, how do you just pull things together? Because here's the Magic's available roster for Friday night. And, and I think this is really important to know. Your starting lineup is likely going to be Markel Foltz, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, Bol Bol, and then either Caleb Houston or Terrence Ross with Kevon Harris and Admiral Schofield um, available off the bench. Again, eight players available total. You've got four starters at least, um, but only one point guard available. So, you know, Franz is going to have to run some point guard duty and one center available. I don't think Bol Bol has played any center this year, um, so... Paolo Bancaro is going to have to play some minutes at center, and this is against a big Washington Wizards team that plays Christoph Porzingis, obviously, that plays Daniel Gafford. Um, This is going to be against a really tough opponent in the Wizards, a Wizards team that's doing okay. Uh, You know, certainly, I don't think they're quite where they want to be, but, you know, uh, this is a big game for the Magic in the playoff, Jason. I'm I'm going to get touch on that point in our next segment. Tonight's game is about survival. It, it, it's not about strategy it's not about anything else it's about survival it's about just doing the things to just get through the game staying competitive you know finding energy where you can find it um you know uh, I think the only good thing that might come out of this is it might narrow the magic's focus a little bit um, after two very unfocused games you can't be unfocused in this one because if you aren't you're going to get destroyed you're gonna get blown out um, on your home floor and I, and I don't think the magic want that um, again, it's good that the Magic still have Paolo and Bo- and and, and uh, Franz in this game. That's gonna help them, but it's gonna be a real challenge. Denny Avdia is having a really good defensive season for the Wizards, so it's it's definitely a it, it's definitely frustrating for sure. Wednesday's game will look a little bit better. Wednesday, the Magic will have Marco Fultz, Gary Harris, Paolo Vancero, Bol Bol, Wendell Carter. I would expect that to be the Magic starting lineup, and you know, once uh, except for maybe Franz Wagner entering entering the entering the lineup for Harris or Bull. that's probably the Magic's lineup for a little while longer. So Franz Wagner will miss his first game of the season on Wednesday against the Thunder. The Magic then will have Cole Anthony, Terrence Ross, Mo Bamba available off the bench with Caleb Houston and RJ Hampton as well. So Wednesday, and and then you know, always knocking on wood, you know, maybe that's when Jonathan Isaac will be able to make his debut with. Ten players available instead of eight, I I, I think that that is maybe a little bit better. But again, they're going to need someone to fill those power forward minutes, so maybe that isn't the right time to bring Jonathan Isaac. We're getting to the point where there's no perfect time to bring him back. Like This this was the window. This homestand was the window. Uh, Having the suspensions, probably, if there was a plan to bring him back Friday, you're not bringing Jonathan Isaac back on a game when you only have eight players available. Um, And certainly, I think doing that also stunted the, the suspensions a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, maybe Wednesday night is a, maybe Wednesday night's a good night again. Just being a little short-handed injury-wise could make it tough to, to limit his minutes. That's that's been a struggle for Jamal Mosley throughout the course of the season in, in, in creating lineups and rotations that that fit that. Um, again, it's it's rough, it's tough, but everyone knows this rule, and these are the consequences of that. And unfortunately, the consequences for the Orlando Magic are a little bit graver than that. And so while certainly it's going to suck missing a lot of a lot of these players, it's the opportunity that's being missed. And the point in this schedule where it's coming that's going to hurt the Magic the most. We're going to talk a little bit about the playoff chase, the postseason chase, because that's that matters. That's something that we do want to talk about. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first... This copy will load. A quick word from our pals at Rocket Money. We subscribe to so many different things. If your New Year's goal is to manage your budget better and save money, then you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. More than 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the streaming service you bought to watch just one show on that free trial you never used or wherever. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Simply find the subs- subscription you don't want and press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. More than 3 million people have used Rocket Money saving the average person up to $720 per year. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com/lockedonnba. That's rocketmoney.com/lockedonnba. rocketmoney.com/lockedonnba.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama.
0: want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day. Every day, make sure to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less. Plus, instant reactions, game recaps, and Lockdown's take of the day. Lockdown Sports Today available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So, I'm not afraid to say these words. I'm not afraid to say this. Um, And I I don't think Magic fans should be afraid to say it too. Um, The Magic are currently... With everything else. Three games out of the final play in spot. They trail the Chicago Bulls by three games uh for a spot in the postseason. The win streak has done wonders for this for this team's confidence, and while it's certainly lagging and, and, and the team I think is starting to hit a little bit of a dip, going two and two in their last four, uh with a two game losing streak now. Um it's it's definitely something we should talk about. Um it's not a bad thing to want to be in the playoffs. Um, It's not a bad thing for a team at this, the Magic stage of development to want to make a postseason push or to play their way into the postseason. Now, again, I I don't think that's the final judge for our season, and, and I think that the Magic still have a lot of work to do to get there, but they are clearly within striking distance. And so I think it's fair and okay to talk freely and openly about it. To say, hey, how do the Magic make a playoff push? How do the Magic take these important steps to get themselves in this position, in this spot, uh, and, and to push this team forward. It's, I don't think it's unfair to ask those questions. I don't think it's unfair to, to think about these things. Um, because at the end of the day, that's where we want the Magic to be. And so the disappointing thing then is that the Magic aren't didn't continue the good vibes that they had into this stretch of games. That's the disappointing part because starting with the game against Houston, Orlando was set is set to play six games against teams with losing records. Now, that doesn't necessarily guarantee you wins, but you're talking about a team, uh, you know, the Houston Rockets and Detroit Pistons, two of the worst two of the worst teams in the league by record, uh, a struggling Los Angeles Lakers team, and, and the St. Twin Spurs, also one of the worst teams, uh, one of the worst teams in the league at this point. Um, the Los Angeles Lake, the struggling Los Angeles Lakers, and then. Again, solid teams, but beatable teams in the Washington Wizards and Oklahoma City Thunder. So for the Magic to sit here at 2-2, two and two with a surprising, you know, maybe a not-so-surprising loss of the Pistons because of the way the schedule was set up, but for the Magic to sit here 2-2 two and two in this stretch and to lose their full roster for these opportunities to bank up wins, it's disappointing. Because the Magic picked up some ground in an area of the schedule we did not think they'd be able to. And look, this is a young team. They're going to play up and down to their competition. They're going to be inconsistent. They're going to get up for big games and maybe not bring the right intensity and focus as they did against the Rockets, as they did against the Spurs, uh, against teams that are maybe a little bit lower in the standards. And so now Orlando's got two losses to Detroit, a loss to Charlotte on their record, and a loss to Houston as well. For a playoff team, those are games you don't get back. Now, you can make it up by beating good teams like the Magic did with the Celtics and all that, but... These are games the Magic can't get back. These are opportunities the Magic can't get back because the schedule is only going to get tougher. The Magic play their back-to-back next next week with the Oklahoma City Thunder on Wednesday and the Memphis Grizzlies on Thursday at the Amway Center to complete this little three-game homestand. But then they go on the road, out west, starting in Golden State on Saturday, next Saturday. That's going to be tough. The west is very, very good again. And... It's always tough to, to travel to the West Coast with this team. The Magic have been, you know, they're what 9-10, and 10, I think, at the Amway Center. They've been decent at home this year. They're not going to have that comfort. They're going to have to find a way to, to win on the road, which has been the big struggle for the season. But this is all to say is these suspensions are coming at a really bad time. And we may very well look back at the end of the season, and the Magic finish two and a half, you know, two, three, four games out of a play in chance. And we'll say this stretch where the Magic went two and four when we thought they'd go four and two that's a two game flip. And in a brace that's looking this, this slim, and frankly, a, a hill that's as high as the one the Magic have to climb, that's a big deal. So these suspensions. Could not have come at a worse time for the Orlando Magic, and in a, in a part of the schedule, the Magic had to take advantage of. Orlando is going to find itself climbing back uphill. It's not to say they can't make up for it. Every team goes through these ups and downs, and and the Magic are coming down off the high of that win streak, and now they got to figure out how to grind some pars. Now they got to figure out how to grind some wins out. You know, if the Magic split these two games coming up, the one tonight against the Wizards and the one Wednesday against the Thunder. I would consider that a victory with these with these suspensions. And so they would finish three and three during the six-game stretch that we were all looking forward to and thinking, oh, we could bang some wins up before we go out west. The Grizzlies are a tough team. I'm I'm not expecting much from from that game. Um and then again, the magic have shown they could focus and beat some of those teams. Uh at the end of the day, like look, the play the play and chase, the, the postseason chase is something to focus on. It is something to think about and, and at least. It's important. I mean, I think that the team should be talking about it. You know, Jamal Mosley should be should be holding that carrot out there for his team. They should all know what they're capable of. But at the end of the day, this is still about the team and its improvement. Making or missing the postseason isn't what's going to make this season a success. It's certainly a sign of the, the team's success. It's certainly a sign that the team is, is making steps in the right direction. But It's not the be-all, end-all for this team and for this franchise. And so, for Orlando then, this is about finding ways to improve and get better. It's about finding ways to get that focus right that they didn't have the last two games. And if these suspensions do bring the energy up and get the team more focused and directed, then that will be a good thing. But coming out of these suspensions, the Magic do have to start thinking about that bigger picture again. They do have to start thinking about the team they want to be and how they can be successful. And there really is one thing that signifies and signals their success. We're going to chat a little bit about that and how Wendell Carter plays into it. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first... Again, if my copy will load. A quick word from the NHTSA. This New Year's, you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many, and as the evening comes to an end, and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Don't worry about it. You live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: I think I, I, I made this point um, after the game on Wednesday. Um, just kind of thinking about, okay, what's what's the problem with the Magic? Why are things starting to come come undone a little bit? And, you know, I think I came to an okay conclusion, but a, a conclusion I want to uh, dig into a little bit more here um, as far as why the Magic seemed to be struggling or, or, or what seems to be happening or what seems to have changed. Quite simply, there there is one factor that has changed since the Magic started struggling, and that was Wendell Carter and Gary Harris came back into the lineup. And more specifically, with with Wendell Carter, um, it's kind of clear some of the things that are happening. When Wendell Carter got hurt originally, he was the only player on the Magic with a positive plus a positive on court net rating. He was plus zero point nine points per one hundred possessions when he was on the floor. Since returning, though, he is minus nine. If I'm not mistaken, let me make sure I have my numbers correct. Since returning, he has a minus 9.2 net rating. Team has a 126.7 defensive rating with Carter on the floor. Now, some of this is playing with bench lineups. Some of this is playing uh, with the reserve group and not with the starters, as he was earlier in the season. But a lot of this is, I think, attributed to kind of the awkward way that Jamal Mosley has refit him into the lineup. And I think it is a little bit awkward. I think the Magic had a very workable and set rotation that, that... was under that was working very very well. Everyone knew who they were playing with, knew when they were coming in, were comfortable with their playing groups, and and upsetting that is always going to lead to some adjustments. So it's it's not unexpected that the team would struggle a little bit bringing these guys back. But the way the Magic have done it has been kind of this half in half out. The Magic are trying to keep these rotations. Bam, Wendell Carter in there. Wendell Carter's played about 62 minutes, I believe, six 660- sixty you know, like low 60 minutes since returning the three games that he's been back. He's played 27 of them, I think, with Mo Bamba. And while, again, that's a lineup that the Magic used a ton last year, a combination of Magic used a ton last year, it has not been good this year. Since the Mobamba wendell Carter pairing has played 25 of Wendell Carter's 63 total minutes, they've been playing, when that, when that duel was on the floor, the Magic play at a net rating of minus 21 points per 100 possessions. Minus 21 points per 100 possessions. Again, smallish sample size. Still, so only about a half a basketball, but still not very good. And it's very easy to see that it doesn't work the way the magic wanted to work because it always pulls Mobambo away from the basket or pulls Wendell Carter away from the basket. Um, and it's 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 a, it's a square peg in a round hole. Instead of giving Mobamba's minutes or trying to put Wendell Carter in the lineup by taking away minutes from Mo Wagner and Mo Bamba, and no offense to either of those players, Wendell Carter is far more important um, to what the Magic are trying to do, and and probably a better player. Instead of kind of drawing minutes from them and letting him kind of be that player in those lineups, he's been kind of shoehorned in. And while that works to get Wendell Carter some experience— it's not working to stabilize the magic and stabilize their lineups. If there's one thing that we've seen this year, it's that the magic have really struggled when they have inconsistent lineups and playing groups. The magic the current magic starting lineup has started the last 14 games, and obviously that streak's about to be broken on Friday night. That the this magic lineup has started 14 straight games. It is no coincidence that the magic are what 8 and 6 it, it, probably, probably more than that, eight and six, eight and six, I believe. Um, with that group, it's no coincidence the Magic have played their best basketball since they found lineup stability. And it's not just that the starting lineup's been stable; there haven't been other injuries around the roster, so the whole bench group has been stable too. Adding Wendell Carter obviously upsets this. Adding Gary Harris to some extent except, uh, upsets this too. And so, lineup stability. It, look the team's going to have to learn how to deal with the ups and downs of different lineups and, and learn how to play well no matter who's in there that is something this team has to be better at there's no doubt about it and it's a young team that maybe hasn't learned that lesson yet but it's also undeniable at this point that that lineup stability is key to this team's success and as the Magic continue to integrate new players, you know whether it's Wendell Carter and Gary Harris, whether it's eventually Jonathan Isaac, eventually Jalen Suggs too, eventually Chuba Okeke back in the lineup, as the Magic reintegrate players, they have to be smarter about how they do it to, to minimize disruptions. And frankly, I think this is where Jamal Mosley has struggled. Instead of You know, I I think the break, the long break the Magic had between uh, the Spurs game and the Lakers game, I think Jamal Mosley overthought it a little bit. Um, Instead of keeping things simple, instead of saying, okay, we're going to keep these same lineups, but instead of Obama with this group, I'm going to play Wendell Carter with this group. Or instead of Mo Wagner with this group, I'm going to play Wendell Carter with this group. And yeah, there's still some experimenting that you have to let happen and, and, and all that, but instead of kind of simply swapping Wendell Carter in for a player, they tried to shoehorn him in somewhere else. That didn't quite work. And again, it's okay to experiment. It's okay to try new things. But it really felt like this disrupted the Magic's flow, especially with that bench group because that bench group struggled against the Lakers and struggled mightily against the Pistons on both ends of the floor. And we know this isn't who Wendell Carter is. My takeaway coming out of Wednesday's game was that, look, the Magic have to start... Playing as a team they want to be. And that does mean it's time to put Wendell Carter back in the starting lineup. He looks healthy. He looks fine. And if lineup stability is so important to this team's success, we got to build that stability as quickly as possible. And so I, you know, obviously injury, injuries and suspensions are going to force this hand, but Wendell Carter will be back in the starting lineup Wednesday against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I can't imagine that he will give up that starting spot the rest of the season. <laughs> Um, so that is coming. that is going to happen. And I think you know again, I think Mosley's learning how to deal with success too and, and, and again it's it's as much as we want the postseason chase to to be important, that is not the overarching goal of this season. So I, I can kind of get you know Mosley's mindset of being uh, being a, a a builder on that front. but at the end of the day, this team needs to try to win. And yes, I think one area where Mosley needs to improve is deploying a strategy in-game that helps the team win rather than helping the team develop. And the way that he has brought Wendell Carter back and the way he's tried to shoehorn him into lineups that have worked in awkward ways has not helped. But let's move forward. I'm going to judge how this team finishes the season, how this team progresses. So let's move forward. It's time to find that stable lineup and to not tinker so much with it. To not tinker for the sake of tinkering. This team has enough to win. The expectation of this group should be that they're going to win. That they are going to make a play-in push. And now it's just about delivering on that promise. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philip RR underscore omd Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, your tune in Himaly, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Oh now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from, from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Lockdown Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of the Orlando Magic's game against the Washington Wizards and to wish you all a very happy New Year. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, this has been Phil Cross We'll See you all again next time for another episode of Lockdown.